Welcome everyone to a surprise edition of the flagship fantasy and betting podcast presented by the 33rd team. I am your host as always, Josh Larkey, and you can find me on Twitter at JLarkeyTweets. This is a betting episode, but betting fantasy, it doesn't matter. I'm always joined by my co-host Ryan Reynolds at Ryan Reynolds NFL on Twitter. And today we have the 33rd team's, team's own, Stealing Lines' own. Dalton Cates at Dalton underscore Cates on Twitter. We are going to go rapid fire through the most passing, rushing, and receiving yards markets on DraftKings that just opened. Ryan, we're going to start with you and the most regular season passing yards market. Who jumped out at you at first glance with this market? I mean, Mahomes and Burroughs are pretty logical favorites. Uh, I think Herbert would surprise people being the third favorite, but he threw for over 5,000 yards in 2021. But the the number that that popped out to me the most was Tua being 12 to 1. As someone who's been on sports for a long time, when you see a line that looks like it's a little off, but it's logical, those are things that I continue to monitor where I think Tua actually has a pretty decent shot at taking this down if he stays healthy for the whole year. So I'm going to wait to see if we can get it at a better line as the offseason progresses. That's a good point. Tua Tagovailoa averaged nearly a full yard per attempt more than any other quarterback last season. 8.9 for Tua, 8.1 for second place Patrick Mahomes. Dalton, looking at this passing most passing yards market during the regular season, which of the favorites would you say that you had the least interest in? Out of these three, probably just be Burrow. I probably would not have as much confidence in. And I would just say it's more of the offense in of itself and what's the Chargers and the Chiefs do. And we've seen higher ceilings for both Herbert and Mahomes, whereas somebody like Burrow necessarily hasn't had that ceiling. Even though he's the talent there, he has Chase, he has Higgins, and like, would it shock us if that happened? No, but like, we can see a lot of things for Herbert, especially. They had a Quentin Johnson, they have Kellen Moore now. Um, we saw Herbert have one of the lowest ADOTs of any starting quarterback last year, and he still had one of the highest passing attempts. So it's like very easy to see progression where it's like in a new offense, they're throwing the ball downfield more, and like those he's getting the same amount of pass attempts, and now it's just down the field more. Obviously, more yards come from that. And then Mahomes, like three of his five starting seasons, if you pace him out for 17 games, that were 5,200 yards. So it's like you have to get into it, like you almost have to get 51, 5,200 in order to win this award. And um, I think Burrow can get there, but I think you have less questions about Herbert and Mahomes. Yeah, I think that was kind of where I was leaning to. The Bengals don't run a particularly fast-paced offense, and that's going to be part of it. So a few guys that I thought were a little bit interesting. Dak Prescott at 18-1. to We have no idea what this offense would look like. It might be a train wreck compared to prior seasons going from Kellen Moore to Mike McCarthy. However, the Cowboys do have a history of running extremely fast-paced offenses I remember, was it three years ago when Dak Prescott was basically averaging 400 passing yards a game for like the first six or seven games that season? So I thought he was a little interesting. I actually put some money down on Deshaun Watson as a nice long shot at 25 to one. His last full season in 2020, he led the NFL in passing. So already we've seen that he can do it. And then if you look at the other 25 to ones, they just don't quite look like Deshaun Watson. Geno Smith, he was very good last year, but he was a completion percentage guy, not necessarily one that's throwing the ball extremely aggressively and quickly downfield. And they have two second round running backs there. Russell Wilson at 25 to one. We just haven't really seen Russ ever in a high volume passing role. So looking at those guys. Oh yeah. And then uh, Jimmy Garoppolo at 25 to one who can't stay healthy and is just not very good at football. So that right there, 
I felt like Deshaun Watson was at least mispriced compared to those options. Let's move on now to running backs. Dalton, what were a couple of your initial thoughts when you looked at the most regular season rushing yards market? Yeah, I when I'm looking at this, it's really hard for me to go too far down the board. Like, I think for the most part, this is a high volume award and talent comes into play as well. I would say last year with Josh Jacobs winning, that kind of came out of nowhere. And that was kind of a shock in terms of what we normally see from this market. Normally we see guys um, who are either like elite young talents have their breakout year or just guys that we've seen hit these ceilings and they just continue to hit them like year after year. So when I'm looking at this, like I'm really not looking down the board too much. I'm just kind of staying and looking at Jonathan Taylor, Henry Chubb. Um, I think Bijan's really interesting. I have a lot of questions about Josh Jacobs doing it again, but then like, I don't know if I look down the board a little more, somebody who might be a talented player in a good situation is going to run the ball a lot would be maybe like a JK Dobbins. I think he's interesting at 35 to one. I'm kind of waiting to see what Caesars puts him at, but I think if I were to go down the board, like he's coming off the year of an injury, he's been efficient both of his years. They didn't really do anything this off season. Like heading into his second year, he was a guy that everybody was expecting to break out. And it's like, we might've had to wait just a little bit on that and it could be happening for him this year. I like it. Ryan, I initially was going to ask you about Nick Chubb versus Jonathan Taylor as both were 10 to one. The odds have moved. They've moved Chubb 10 to one Taylor. I am kicking myself because I remember we were talking yesterday and I said, I kind of like Jonathan Taylor at 10 to one. He is now nine to one. Talk me through this dichotomy because I think they're very similar players with projected usage. Yeah, they're, they're very interesting. And the other thing in, in markets like this is if you're going to bet on a long shot, you have to figure out if they can beat the favorites. So benchmarking these guys is a good idea. Taylor ran for 1,169 yards his rookie year, blew up for 1811 in 2021, ran for 161 in 11 games last year. So he's been consistent. He's already shown the massive spike ceiling two years ago. More importantly for me is when Shane Steichen was the Eagles offensive coordinator the last two years, he was a pretty like self-aware game planner. For instance, in 2021, they came out more pass-centric. Uh, Steichen, after the Chiefs game in week four, they went to a more run-centric approach because they were struggling to throw the ball more. I think they could ease Anthony Richardson in a similar way this year in Indianapolis, so I think that would be good for Taylor potentially. Now with Chubb, Chubb's been a model of consistency. He was third in the league in rushing yards last year. He's ran for at least 996 yards in each of his five seasons. And then when you look at the situation, if Deshaun Watson becomes Deshaun Watson again, you have a potentially lead offense behind a top five offensive line. And Jerome Ford's currently his backup. Because Chubb could be in for a huge workload and a really good offense. Dalton, was there a running back on this list where you kind of expect different odds on another site to emerge later this month, either significantly better or worse odds for a given um, player? It's really hard to tell, like projecting how markets come out. Sometimes I think something's going to happen or think something would be priced a certain way. And then it comes out. I'm like, well, like that is clearly wrong. And I think that's where actually like a lot of the value comes from is because you can expect something to happen a certain way. And then when a sports book either is too low on a player or they're overvaluing certain players, that kind of creates value in other ways. Um, I would say a player that, I mean, I'm just kind of look again, I'm going to go back to JK Dobbins. I think him and Bijan are probably two of the guys that I'd be looking at if like, Hey, like, rookie for Bijan, like everybody knows how good he is, but like, is he going to be priced with like a 
Henry and Taylor. And it's like, he's not right now. He's 14 to one, which I think is actually a decent price on him. So he's somebody I'd be watching. And a lot of times when it comes to these markets is sometimes based on how they're bet on like MGM or DraftKings or FanDuel. Let's say Caesars comes out. They might look at some of the market movement and be like, okay, well like DraftKings had John Taylor 10 to one. And then suddenly he got bet to like seven to one or something. So when they release their odds, they might have Taylor at seven to one. So that's, I would say most of what might be going on in terms of expecting how price could move for some of these newer, newer markets coming out. Good stuff from both of you guys. One thing I'll add, I kind of think the fish pick right now in this rushing yards market is Miles Sanders at 16 to one. Miles Sanders is simply not a volume back. What do you, what do you think this guy's gonna have seven, eight yards of carry? He had 15 rush attempts per game this past year, which was by far the highest of his career. And he's going to be competing against guys that get 18 to 22 carries per game. The math simply doesn't add up unless you truly believe Miles Sanders is so much better than every other running back in terms of talent. And you believe the Panthers offensive line is so much better in terms of talent than every other offensive line. He simply cannot win given that we have a four year track record of the NFL saying this is not a, a bell cow back seems like you guys are nodding in agreement i don't think that's ruffling any feathers to say miles no. sanders can't really win this award let's move on to receivers ryan when we first discussed the receivers you were a bit surprised that justin jefferson and jamar chase were both plus 750 you expected each of them to be even more of a favorite in the market can you outline why that was your initial reaction yeah, i mean jefferson led the league in, in- Receiving yards last year with 1,809. He had 1,400 in his rookie year, 1,616 in 2021, which is like a ridiculous three-year start to, for a season for anyone. Probably, I would, off the top of my head, I'm sure he's the leader by a mile in that category. Maybe Beckham's close. Jamar Chase actually beat him in his rookie year, 1,455 his rookie season. Chase just had 1,046 last year, but he only played in 12 games. But he led the league in targets per game. So... One interesting thing that I've done, I've never been on a parlay in an awards market before, but Joe Burrow's the current co-favorite for MVP, and Jamar Chase is the current co-favorite for Offensive Player of the Year. I bet it on, I bet him on both in a parlay on Fanduel at fifty to one. Oh wow! Wow, you're giving the answers to the test. I might have to search this immediately after filming this show. I think that is actually a much better way to bet on this rather than betting on Joe Burrow as pretty much the co-favorite for most passing yards. I think that's very sharp. Dalton, many people know this. I know this. For anyone that doesn't know this, Dalton might be the biggest A.J. Brown fan out there in this community. A.J. Brown is 16-1 to to lead the NFL in receiving yards, which is the fifth best odds on DraftKings. Yet Jalen Hurts is just 28-1 to to lead the NFL in passing yards. I see 28-1. to I see 16-1. to Does this type of comparison between quarterback and wide receiver matter to you at all for these markets um not really i think so i think it comes down a lot of it comes down to offense and attempts for a quarterback and for in a lower volume passing offense but you're getting a higher percentage of the target share and i think that's what kind of makes receivers there like i think i think receivers like there's really only certain there's a lot more profiles that can hit but there's ranges in which those profiles can hit for wide receivers to this upside whereas quarterbacks it's like very slim like you're there's really only a handful of quarterbacks who really can be the leader so um i i'm not necessarily comparing 
uh, players on similar teams that are correlated in that market. What I might do, and sometimes this happened last year, was um, DraftKings opened up these, like essentially like parlays of like, okay, you can bet a passer and a rusher, but they were already like pre-made. So you could bet like Burrow and Chase last year for Burrow to most passing yards and Chase had the most passing yards. It was like 141. So you can get correlated stuff like that which they might add again this year. I'm not entirely sure, but that would probably be the most interesting way to play. But overall, like in a scenario in which AJ Brown wins most receiving yards, like it's still very, very hard to find a scenario where Hertz is passing for 5,000 or 5,200. Like it, w- it would just need Devonte Smith to also go off too. And like, there's, there's a lot of extra things that still have to happen in order for Hertz to do that. So um, I'm not necessarily comparing with you, to be honest. I think that's well said. I think for the the passing yards market, we can think about it like when I said Miles Sanders doesn't really have a shot at winning rushing yards because he doesn't get enough carries. Yeah. Jalen Hurts probably won't get enough pass attempts. That's just simply how it is. So you might see him and be like, whoa, the near MVP from last season is an outside long shot. There is a reason for it. It's pass attempts with running backs, look at carries. And I would say that with receivers, Targets and depth of target are probably the, the two most important things to look at in terms of who can win this award. And that's why I put a little money down on Stefan Diggs at 20 to one, always near the top of the NFL in targets and receiving yards. He won this three years ago, his first year in Buffalo. He had over 1,400 last season. There's still not all that much wide receiver competition there. It's just Gabe Davis. And then they have new tight end Dalton Kincaid, who I don't think is siphoning targets from digs. And then my favorite one was Garrett Wilson at 25 to one. He's right next to Travis Kelsey and Amon Ross St. Brown, who are also 25 to one. Kelsey can't win this because he's a tight end. That's just not how the NFL works in terms of usage. Kelsey is just simply not fast enough. And his average depth of target is very low. Amon Ross St. Brown, same thing, not a fast player, low depth of target. If you want a guy that's fast and has a decent depth of target with a good quarterback, Garrett Wilson could be the guy there. We've covered all three of these markets. We're going to end the show with a prop that has not been released yet that we are excited about. But just a reminder one last time to follow Dalton Cates at Dalton underscore Cates on Twitter. Follow Ryan Reynolds at Ryan Reynolds NFL on Twitter. I'm Josh Lurkey at Jay Lurkey tweets on Twitter. Make sure that you're checking everything out on the 33rd team.com. All of our written content is free. Our audio content is free. Make sure that you're checking out, like, subscribe, five-star the podcast in Apple or Spotify, wherever you're listening. If you get the audio version, it means a lot to us. All right, Ryan, I kind of assigned you a prop for this one, but I know it's also one that you've brought up multiple times over the last six months. What are you excited for this season? I'm ready to get hurt again here, Josh. If if Kadarius Tony opens up at very long odds, say like 75, one, 75 to 1 to lead the league in receptions, I'm taking it immediately. I mean, we've seen him command huge targets as a giant. He came to the Chiefs midseason last year. Usually receivers take, you know, that's usually not a good thing in the short term for them. Now that he has a full offseason with Patrick Mahomes, he has a real path to being the top target outside of Travis Kelsey in that offense. I don't think he's drawn dead in that if he can stay healthy, which is an enormous if, gentlemen. Yeah, that's 75 to one. It's kind of like if this guy stays healthy and plays all the snaps, he's going to be one of the favorites. So you're pretty much just betting on these brittle ankles of his. (laughs) Dalton, 
who are you going back to the well on? Okay, so I actually have three markets I'm really interested in written down. And I told you something pre-show, but I'm actually going to change it right now. I really want to see a most receiving yards for tight ends available. So we can bet Kyle Pitts at like 20 or 25 to 1 to have the most receiving yards for tight ends. He fits the profile of everything we're looking for. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I think very like niche markets like that where you can just bet on specific profiles allow that. I know I mentioned, I think receiving touchdowns for AJ Brown is someone we're interesting. Another guy maybe further down the board that might not be getting a lot of love could be like a Mark Andrews or something. Maybe you can get him like 50 or 60 to one to have the most receiving touchdowns in a new offense. So I think those would kind of be a couple ways I'm looking at if those markets do pop up and those odds are available for those players. I'll close this out. So Christian McCaffrey led the NFL in touchdowns at 200 pounds a few years ago. This mystery player tied for Alabama's team touchdown lead this past season, which was his first year at Alabama. Jamal Williams just led the NFL in touchdowns this past season. David Montgomery probably gets goal line work, but it's not fully guaranteed he's getting all the high-value touches. Last season, DeAndre Swift received a lot of red zone and end zone carries and targets. His actual percentage of touches being high value was among the highest in the league for running backs. This mystery player was taken pick 12 in the most recent NFL draft. You all know where I'm going with this. I like Jameer Gibbs as an extreme long shot to have the most touchdowns in the NFL this season.